Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leon. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to go. You are listening to the Satellite Sisters. It is Sunday, February 9th, and we are excited to be here today. This is pretty much an all-Olympic show. We're not going to kid you. So if there's any other headlines you were hoping we'd cover, well, that's not going to happen. I'm Leon Dolan in Pasadena, California, and I'm joined today by my JV teammate, Monica Dolan in Portland, Oregon. Hey, Monica. Oh, Leon, so great to be with you this morning. I really, I'm coming to you from my own, I have my own sort of Olympic broadcasting headquarters here. Uh, it's just me and the Mac and the mic built into the Mac, but I feel like Bob Costas today. I know. I, I'm wearing my glasses in solidarity. Oh, I too. I'm wearing my glasses too in solidarity with Bob. Um, later on in the show, though, we are going to, we're just stepping it up here production-wise at Satellite Sisters. One of our satellite misters, a regular longtime listener, Mark Welch, is going to join us. Um, Monica and I were just discussing Mark's, Mark's qualifications. <laughs> and Mark, uh, He's here to talk to us about the figure skating. Yes. Correct. We, yes. And he, we believe he has, he may have some official status in the figure skating world, but I'm pretty sure he's a qualified gymnastics judge. <laughs> Either way though, in just a casual Facebook chat with Mark, he gave me a lot of good uh, insider information on figure skating. So I know he is wired into the figure skating world in a way, Monica, that you and I just are not. <laughs> So uh, whether he has any official status, we're not sure. We're going to get to the bottom of that. But later on in the show, we're going to bring Mark in. So stay with us. If you haven't been following along um, with the Olympics uh, with us, please do. Um, I'm writing at SatelliteSisters.com every day, uh, random thoughts on the Olympics. I'm covering the actual sports and I'm covering the coverage and I'm covering the commercials. And we welcome all of your comments. People have really added to our enjoyment of the viewing, wouldn't you say, Monica, with oh, all their yeah. comments? People are enthusiastically adding to the uh, blog and to the, your Facebook posts. I think people like random thoughts, and I know people love the twizzle. Yeah. <laughs> It's the best word ever. Um, But first, before we get to our our, really our massive Olympic coverage today on the show, Monica, I just I'd like to issue um, I'd like to issue a retraction. Okay. Okay. A couple weeks ago, Julie wanted to know what we all thought of the uh, introduction of um, of the agility. The agility competition at the Westminster Dog Show. Okay, that starts this week. So that's going to be a lot of tough TV choices that you have to make. Downton Abbey, Westminster, the Olympics. I hope you have many DVRs in place. But um, And you know what? I wasn't for it, Monica. I wasn't for agility. I just felt like part of the appeal of Westminster was that it was hoity-toity. Like, <laughs> you know, the announcer sounds like royalty. The dogs all present themselves like they are something oh, special. Pure purebreds from the the lineage of the dogs. Yes, I enjoy hearing about that. Liam, I believe you used the word mutts. Yeah, no place for mutts at Westminster. Well, 
Today, there was a picture of an adorable beagle being put through his paces at the agility agility trials. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I guess if the people at Westminster think it's fine uh, to have, you know, mixed breeds, as they call them, um, then I can get on board with it. So the agility training is going on the first couple of days. Over the 250 dogs are competing. 15 are half breeds. So... I mean, mixed breeds. Mixed breeds. <laughs> so, anyway, my apologies. Agility looks like a fine addition to Westminster. That's all I would like to say. Now, Monica, you have had actually a lot of snow in Portland this week, yes. which is pretty unusual. Liam, I have to tell you, the best possible thing happened in Portland this week. <laughs> We the best. We had a huge snowstorm for us, and it started on Thursday, and it has snowed on and off for three straight days. And, you know, we don't get a lot of snow here. We mainly get rain. It doesn't really snow in downtown Portland. So it was just, like, super exciting. And it, of course, coincided perfectly with the start of the Winter Olympics. So I had sort of that Olympic spirit, and now I have the winter spirit. And I'll tell you, I, I just, I could not be happier because. Um... <laughs> and normally that's not how you react to snowstorms in Portland. No, I mean, most people were, were freaked out by it, but it started when I was at work on Thursday and we had the warnings, the snow's coming. And I'll tell you, the minute those first flakes started to fall, um, our boss said everyone could go home. So that was joyous. Oh, fantastic. Oh, wow. Yes. Adult yes. snow day. Yeah. That's and, great. And uh, the, the new girl at work who's from Chicago said, I really don't understand, like, what is the big deal? I said, well, I think you'll understand the big deal when you get on your bus today and you get home six hours later tonight. So... <laughs> Call me when you get home. So, um, so, and it was just wonderful snow, Leanne. It was light, fluffy, really coming down, really stormy. And I don't know how, but I managed to make it into work on Friday. Uh, I got up and drove my car. I considered taking the bus, but the snow was so light that my car actually did pretty well, um, even though it's 15 years old and like, and the duct no. tape had the duct tape hold up in the, the snow. Duct tape, the duct tape held up because you know the whole bottom carriage of my car is duct tape. I just, Monica, so, a car I, can be I, had. You know I, that's all I'm saying. I, I I found out the duct tape seemed to be waterproof, okay. uh, but I made it to work, and I also got some bonus points from the boss for showing up because we thought patients were going to show up on Friday. And of course, the people that were live within busing distance they showed up. So then we got to go home. It snowed more, you know, it was the opening ceremonies. And of course, in Portland, when there's a snow event, like the local news is so excellent. It is 24-hour coverage, but this year they branded the snowstorm. Oh, good. Oh, what'd they call, what'd they call branding, it? Branding. And every channel seemed to refer to it as winter blast. And then there was a big <laughs> snowflake next to winter blast, an open snowflake. Big open snowflake. Um, <laughs> and uh, other people started calling it Snowlandia. Um, so anyways, it was just it was just wonderful. And, you know, when I got home, it's like I have everything. I have heat. I have coffee. 
I got the 29 inch TV. Yeah, I can't wait to hear how you're enjoying your television. Oh, I love that TV so much. I can hear, I can see. Um, I have Mom's snow shovel, which I enjoy, which I enjoyed shoveling the walk yesterday. And yesterday I decided to venture out, and people were cross country skiing. I walked up to the park, everyone was sledding, but I decided I should probably go to the grocery store. Yeah. I didn't know how long winter blast was going to last. <laughs> so I walked to the grocery store. I got some uh, citrus fruit. Oh, good. For <laughs> your own personal citrus festival there. Excellent. I was by Julie last week <laughs> on the podcast. I thought I better get some citrus. So I got some citrus. I got all the ingredients to make, you know, my favorite uh, chicken meatballs for dinner. Mm. Mm. Oh, that meatballs. sounds good. I may make chicken meatballs oh, tonight. Oh, I uh, I use the uh, Smitten Kitchen recipe. Okay. Ever that website? Yes, I do. But not. I'm going to look that up uh, yes. right after the show. That sounds perfect. Oh, oh, chick. I got chicken meatballs to last me, you know, for three or four days now. I could live on those things. They're good for breakfast too. Okay. <laughs> okay. We're gonna have, now. We're gonna have to post a link to that on our website, but we will do that. Well, I know that they are the um, Barefoot Contessa's chicken meatball recipe modified slightly by Smitten Kitchen. Okay. So uh, there you go. My only regret was this weekend, if I have one regret, it was, it's the Portland Car Show this weekend. Oh. And I have- Oh, you need a new car. Well, I, I enjoy, last year I went to the car show with my friend Alice and we just had a blast. We had a really great time. Um, so we had plan, made plans to go Saturday night and then we were going to go out to dinner, but it was just, it was, there was too much snow. And, you know, by Saturday, the max trains had closed down. And so I just, on my walk yesterday, I'd had my own personal car show. I just observed cars that were doing well in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> and here, that is really a very personal car show. <laughs> I was I was really observing the traction as they were going up the little hills of my neighborhood. Subaru's good, yeah, very good. We all know that. Uh, Honda CRV, pretty good. A couple zipped past me. Uh, Jeep Ch Grand Cherokee, very good, but way too expensive for me. Um, then I saw a big Suburban stuck in the snow. Oh. So Suburban, not so good in my neighborhood. Um, <laughs> so that's it. Uh, and then today we were the city of Portland because now, of course, freezing rain is coming. Oh, no, that's bad. Which is so bad because it just wrecks the beauty of the snow. And you know what comes after freezing rain if you live in Portland? Rain. <laughs> 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 it just transitions into rain, which is going to be next week. But today, I guess the whole the city sent out some emergency alert. It was issued to people on their cell phones. And it, the alert was, you know, please stay inside. Don't go outside today because now the roads are pretty well ice covered because we've had some freezing rain and sleet. But of course, I did not get the emergency alert on my cheap flip phone. So. I'm good. I can still go out. Um, <laughs> but basically, I've just been just consuming the Olympics like crazy. I mean, I, I cleared out my entire, I have a DVR. Right. Like, but you have limited um, time, I have right? Limited recording time. So <laughs> okay. I, I, 
So it, to prepare for my Olympic viewing, I went through and I just got rid of the 57, you know, HGTV home, you know, the, the home show. Yeah. And so I made plenty of space for the Olympics. Right. But then I, on Xfinity, which I have, you can just go to their Olympic channel and play the highlights back, you know. Oh. So recording every minute of the Olympics on NBC. Okay. Okay. Right. So yeah. I, I go back and uh, uh, and flip through them. So I first, I had to... Uh, I had to really take a second look at that opening ceremonies. You know, I have to say, I gave it an overall B because there were a few things that I wasn't on board with, but, uh, and mainly on board with the avant-garde section (laughs) (laughs) or the cars. I didn't understand the cars, but. What do you think now? You know, I think it's still a B, but I think the reason is just, it is a little sketchy being in Russia. Like something about Putin's presence, like bums people out and bummed me out. So it wasn't like the same sense of joy and celebration as in Vancouver, which was such a spectacular opening ceremonies. Right. Yeah. I mean, Putin, wow. He looks like a ton of fun, huh? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Goodness. Holy cow. Couldn't he have smiled or couldn't he have worn a festive scarf or something? Well, he's who was that guy, the mayor of London, Boris? Remember him during the Olympics? Nobody had a better time than that guy. Right. But, you know, when I went back and got that second look, I mean, there were just some incredible scenes from the opening ceremonies. The Troika. Yes. Of course. The steam train. Yes. Oh, my gosh. The scene from War and Peace. I mean, the dancing and the music was so beautiful. It was beautiful. I'm just saving it on my DVR. And I loved the constellations of the athletes, the stars kind of exploding in the sky. Yes. Uh, I really, I I, I didn't understand the avant-garde section, like I said. Um, But I like they interviewed an American afterwards and asked him what he thought of the opening ceremonies. I think it might've been the flag bearer Todd, but he said he had never seen ballet before and enjoyed <laughs> quite a bit. And then his other, I think and he's from steamboat Springs, Colorado. So apparently they don't have it there. So they're very busy doing other things. And he said, wow, those Russians, they were just always building things, a lot of building, <laughs> building, building, building. That was one of the themes. Um, but I, I I enjoyed it. Now, okay, so today I'm trying desperately. I know we're going to talk about slope style. And we're going to talk about the best new event ever, team figure skating. But I am trying desperately to avoid... Um, now I'm in the news blackout because I don't want to know the results of, uh, for me, the best event of the Winter Olympics is the downhill, both the men's and the women. I enjoy both of those equally. It's like the 100-meter dash in the Summer Olympics. It's kind of the marquee event. I agree, Leah. But the thing about the downhill is it's also life-threatening. You know, you don't have that in the 100 meters. <laughs> You know, you don't, you don't worry for Usain Bolt's life in the hundred meters like you do about, uh, the men's downhill. And so I'm really trying hard. Like once I post this show, I have to go into some kind of blackout because they're holding that for the primetime coverage. But Monica, are we both excited that Bodie Miller had the top training run? He Uh, is skiing very well. He looks so great. And you know, he's 36. Yeah. (laughs) He's much older than the other, than most of the other competitors, he is 
he is on it. He's on his game. He looks really, really strong. And mentally, I've seen quite a few interviews with him. Uh, he's he's ready to go. I mean, Liam, my problem with the, you know, I open the paper in the morning online right. and boom, the results are right there. I know. I know. I don't understand why the New York Times or other papers can't just put up a black box <laughs> with a little thing that says click to enter. I mean, how hard is that? Because they, all... they like to pretend like, oh, it's news. Why should we hold it just because NBC is not? So, which, you know, right. They're the news. We get it. It's news and it's happened. And NBC lives in a dream world where it hasn't happened. Right. Well, I live in that dream world, too. Right. I know. Well, so... it means like you can't follow any news for the next two weeks because I didn't even open the paper today, like the normal regular paper, thinking I was going to see some result somewhere. So right. it doesn't well, even I, make sense. I just adopted the attitude like, you know, this has happened the last couple of years. And so I'm just going to, even though I know the results, I'm still going to enjoy the events. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it, it does take away some of the drama. Some of the enjoyment. Yes. yes. Sports are usually yeah. better if you don't know the results. But, you know, right. That's what I thought. Like, it won't kill me if I see the result of the men's downhill, but I would prefer not to. Yeah. And sometimes I get so nervous for the athletes, I have to check. But I did that. That men's downhill course is literally supposed to be life threatening. And Bodie Miller's comment, which I love, was, uh, I don't think you're safer going slower. You're more likely to get hurt. You're more likely to get hurt. It's so fast and the snow is so hard. You have to be aggressive. And then he added, if you're not paying attention, this course will kill you. So excellent. (laughs) Excellent. All right. Monica, what'd you think of slope style? The new, uh, the new competitive um, snowboarding event where it's like a bunch of rails and then massive jumps. I, I loved it. Um, I absolutely loved it. I loved all of the snowboarders. You know, they have so much joy and you could see that. And they like brought the joy of their sport. Um, And when I was watching it, I mean, they are going off those jumps. That is that that is crazy. Yeah. They're like going <laughs> those are three high. stories up in the air. You know, and it occurred to me a lot of the Olymp- winter Olympic sports are very dangerous. Yes. Yeah. I mean, a lot of them are. Right. I mean the aerials, slope style, ski jumping, skiing, yeah. ski jumping, the luge. But, you know, I think Bob Costas, you know, he made some remarks about slope style being an Olympic sport before the games. And he said it was uh, basically just some, you know, jackass stuff that they invented (laughs) and called an Olympic sport. You know what? I don't think it's any more jackass than the aerials, mogul skiing, uh, the half pipe. And let's just say it. I mean, the luge and the skeleton, that's jackass stuff, too. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so I think uh, I think the slope stylers, <laughs> the snowboarders brought a lot of credibility and I, I enjoyed it. And of course, I mean, I'm just in love with Sage. The Adorable. Guy. The 20 year old American that won the gold medal from Park City. What It, it is cute that all this that all the snowboarders are are like 20, 21 years old. They're really young. Right. And I, I read a profile of him a couple of weeks ago and they said he's a real snowboarder, snowboarder. And he just has that, you know, style. And I loved that the three of them, uh, Sage, 
Mark uh, and who's that other guy? Stoli? Or oh, yeah. Right. Strolly. Strolly. <laughs> Stolly. Oh, Sage, Stolly, and Mark. And that they were just hugging each other and, you know, jumping up and down for joy. Um, I, you know, I have to say, I'm going to go. I think Sean White has lost some of his joy. Oh, yeah. you think he's gone corporate man? I, he, well, yeah. I mean, he sponsors, he has all of these sponsors. Right. And He's just really focused on that triple cork. Yeah. I, I don't see that he has that joy in snowboarding or the half pipe anymore. The profiles I've seen of him the last couple of weeks. So hopefully in the, I know he's very, very competitive and he really wants to win a gold medal, but I hope Sean can find his joy. Um, <laughs> find your joy, Sean. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all you know, right. After training, I, I saw this thing. He he takes baths in Lake Tahoe, where the water's like forty five degrees. Who's so after, that? Sean White. So oh. after he has like a tough training. He is so physically fit, but all of his muscles are sore. So he has this like platform and he submerges himself into Lake Tahoe. Oh, because for- cold water is supposed to be the thing for muscle. For- <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Apparently. I've seen like the soccer players get into ice baths and things yes. like that on shows. John's big into ice baths. I'm not. I'm not going to be doing that today. <laughs> Speaking of that, the hot water stopped working at our house. Oh. So it is like being at a hotel in Sochi right now. <laughs> my home. All right. We're going to bring Mark in for a few minutes, uh, in a few minutes, but Monica, let's just talk briefly about what is now my favorite, um, event at the Olympics, the team figure skating. Love it. Love it. Love it. I think this is such a satisfying event. I don't actually need to see any more figure skating after the last three days. It is like all the figure skating events, long and short ice dancing, Pair skating, men's, women, done in like rapid fire succession with only the 10 best teams in the world. So you don't have to see all of the skaters skate for the first four hours until the good people show up. So this is a fantastic event. I, I can't I can't believe how much I enjoyed it. I, I agree. I uh, thank goodness they added it. I am a little concerned, though, that they're going to be too tired for their individual events. <laughs> Okay. Well, we can ask Mark, our expert on that. I also don't understand. Do they just skate the same programs again? Yes, I think. Well, I I don't know, Leon. See, after the after seeing, t- <laughs> that's why we have Mark, our, our quote expert. After the team figure skating, like I don't really need to watch any more figure skating except the women's. Like I, I'm done. I'm completely satisfied with the all. Pairs. Yeah, but are but aren't you interested in the pairs this year? Because of the Russians? No, not really. I don't, you know, maybe a little bit. And I, I don't really like ice dancing, but I do think the Americans are very charming. So, uh, but just for high drama, the women are such basket cases that that's usually. <laughs> <laughs> they are. They all have issues. I know. Has it always been that way? I it, guess it has. I know. They're just a wreck. Every single one of them. Yes. <laughs> so, so well, I, I just note to the Russian coach, I mean, the Russian pairs, you know, we saw two of them, yeah. they had their best pairs. And then I liked that in the team sport, you got to see sort of the second best pair. Right. Um, it's everything you need. 
women, the women's skating costumes for the Russians are excellent. The men's, oh, they're I know. so bad. I know. They, they need an upgrade. I mean, that guy wearing that striped, you know. I know. Uniform. How do, how the do they talk those men into that? I don't know. I guess the women look fantastic. Yeah. Like, woman in the red dress oh. with black piping. Yes. He did the Adams family. Yeah. But what was he wearing? I don't know. It was like a tuxedo gone bad. It was it looked like he looked like a penguin. <laughs> Just I don't think you should dance in a jacket. Just put a black shirt on and black it's pants. Away. That's all it's... men should wear. A black shirt and a black pants. Yeah. Just do the Brian Boitano. Yeah. Okay. All right. But we had, I have to mention before we connect with Mark, we're going to take a break. I love, love, love Tara Lipinski and Johnny Ware as the Agreed. announcers. Agreed. Very fun. Young. Oh, Johnny and the bling. Unbelievable. If you haven't tuned in, they're over on MSNBC during the day. They appear to be swapping accessories. <laughs> I mean, he was wearing like a Chico's gold necklace today. Yes. <laughs> it was fantastic. But you know how like Sandra, the regular, the primetime announcers are such downers, but Tara Lipinski and Johnny Ware are fantastic. They're doing a great, great job over there. So it's worth tuning in, you know, when you're at work tomorrow, just for that. Because as my husband said, oh, does this mean there's going to be more figure skating on? This isn't all of it. I'm like, oh, this is just the beginning, honey. Yeah, this is the warm up. <laughs> all right. Let's take a break. We're the Satellite Sisters. You're listening to Leanna Monica. It's our Olympic show next week on the show monica um our niece megan is going to be uh on board with us uh satellite sisters next gen she is a huge olympic fan um she's a lawyer there on long island so we've tasked her to like watch the olympics as much as she can this week she's weighing in because uh, liz is out of town for a couple of weeks and julie's got some stuff going on but megan's on board for next week so we're going to take a quick break and then we come back we're going to talk figure skating with our satellite mr mark welch stay with us Hello, Satellite Sisterhood. Thanks for downloading our podcast. Whether you're a longtime listener or new to Satellite Sisters, we always welcome your input and your enthusiasm. In fact, our theme for 2014 is Share the Sisters. So if you're so inclined, help us spread the word about Satellite Sisters. How, you may ask? Well, go ahead and write a review on iTunes or give us the thumbs up on Stitcher if that's where you download the show. We'd love to have you share a link to our show on your Facebook stream. Or how about just go to SatelliteSisters.com and pay us a visit every once in a while over there at our blog. Thank you so much for your support of Satellite Sisters. And don't forget, share the sisters. We're back. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. This is our Olympic special, the first weekend of Sochi. I'm Leon Dolan here in Pasadena, California. My sister Monica Dolan is snowed in in Portland, Oregon. And we are very excited to have with us Satellite Mister, longtime listener, and now our figure skating expert, Mark Welch, on the line with us. Hi, Mark. Welcome to Satellite Sisters. Hi. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you know be- what? You're so good to do this because you seem to know a lot about figure skating. Do you have an official position in U.S. Figure skating, Mark? Actually, believe it or not, I don't. Okay. Um, I actually cannot even skate backwards or forwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, Those I'm, are the I'm, kind of experts we get. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I am a rabid fan. I have a lot of friends that are uh, up to date on figure skating. 
But my background is actually in gymnastics. I'm okay. a gymnastics judge, so there's a lot of uh, overlap. Oh, okay. All right. Well, you know, it's good enough for us. And uh, it's not surprising to us then that you didn't get a call for the Sochi booth, but we're glad you could be here on Satellite <laughs> Sisters. Now, Monica and I were just talking about how much we enjoy this new team figure skating event. Do insiders like this event too, Mark? Or is this just like for the people like us who don't know that much about figure skating? Well, I think the people that are winning it obviously like it a lot. Um, yeah. I, I think it's a good thing for a lot of the countries um, basically to pull up all their levels. Like Japan has never really been uh, good at ice dancing. They are so uh, weak that they actually have an American born and trained pair that's actually representing them. So I think it helps all the countries. I think the next four years you're going to find that uh, – they're going to be a lot stronger throughout all the disciplines. So, Oh, okay. Cause they're going to have to be because have of this. Be, event. Right. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. So. We're going to talk. I want to ask you a little bit later about like all those Americans skating for other countries. Cause that sure. seemed yeah, to be yeah. like rampant, but can I have one question about the team figure skating? Will they do the same routines now in their individual competitions with the same outfits, Mark? Absolutely. Yeah. I oh. think all of them will. It's, it's kind of tough because the pair's, uh, was over today and they have to turn around and compete in, you know, three days. So if they're not in that great of shape, which a lot of them aren't used to doing uh full programs all the time, it's right. going to really, uh, there's going to be a lot of splats and crashes and burns, I think. So. Oh, oh, well, that will be high drama then. <laughs> well, Leah, yeah. that'll make your husband happy. Yes. <laughs> the splats. <laughs> Okay. All right. Then, you know, I'm excited about all the disciplines, but women's is usually, you know, very dramatic, although there's a lot of drama in all of them. So um, today, Gracie Gold, the American started or skated in the team figure skating. She did really, really well. And that was a really pretty outfit she had on. Um, Does she actually have a chance at gold, though, in the women's, Mark, do you think? Um, For actually winning gold, I'd say no. Uh, A lot of it has to do with momentum. She's definitely definitely on the rise. I think in four years, she'll probably be the one to beat if everything stays in place. Okay. Uh, But right now there's some very, 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 very talented people ahead of her. So I think that's going to be hard to knock them off. So, you know, I like that Yulia, the Russian, I mean, she's only 15, but she's spectacular. Do you think she has a shot? I would be very surprised. She's my pick to win this, to be honest. All right. <laughs> Predictions. Yeah. yeah I, she's going to be number one. I think in Russia, she's going to have to have a very, very, very bad day to lose. <laughs> um, now, I mean, you know, maybe the pressure is going to get to her, but so far she looked, she's looked as solid as a rock. So I think it's going to be hard for her to lose, to be honest. So. I guess that's what's wrong with the sport is that you get like, she would have to have a really, really bad day to lose, but she was so adorable today. She just really is a charming skater. Well, she's put together. I mean, her programs are fantastic. She has a lot of qualities. Um, Her choreography. It's not just really having a lucky day for her per se. It's just that she's just so good. And, you know, she seems to be landing all of her jumps and, she doesn't really have any technical flaws that we've seen. So I think she's going to be really hard to beat. Okay. All right. So. What about the, um, you, you mentioned uh, in some notes to me that Yuna, the skater from, she's from Japan, right? Um, she's from South Korea. Oh, South Korea. Okay. Yeah. She has had a scandal with her coach. And so you right. you can't stand behind her anymore, Mark. You're 
Right. Exactly. Right. You're taking um, a stand against her because of yeah, her coaching yeah, situation. Right. right. Exactly. <laughs> Nobody really knew exactly what happened, but it was a big, big, big scandal. Her coach, Brian Orser, is from Canada, oh. and he went on all the media when he was fired. Now, he was fired by Yuna's mother, who has a reputation of being a stage mother. Okay. She knows a lot about coaching. She was known for sharpening her blade. She was, I mean, she was totally involved. She left her husband back at home in South Korea. She comes here for, um, for her daughter, and she said she majored in Yuna Kim. You know, she's a stage mother. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, so she fired Brian Orser. He said he had no idea what was going on. There was a rumor that Brian, who was her coach, was planning on co- uh, training Mao Asada, who okay. was second to her. She's the Japanese skater. I, Japanese I mixed them up there. Yeah, Right, exactly, yeah. So um, then after he was fired, he went on all you know TV and media and everything. Well, then Yuna starts taking it to Twitter, saying that, you know, it was not her mother's idea. She decided to fire him. She wanted to go in a different direction. But um, then there were some rumors that once you, you know, skate or once you're actually training an Olympian, there's a lot of money um, involved, appearances, things like that. And I think they wanted to get out of that right away. So, I mean, if it was a lot of money, I'm sure. Yeah. I probably had something to do with it. But Oh, okay. All right. So was, you're, you're, so, so she has a new coach. She has a new coach. Okay. Uh, she seems to be doing really well, but the thing is, we haven't seen a lot of her. She's done some shows. She's done a few competitions, but she has not been. She's been pretty quiet the last couple of years, to be honest. So, you know, why do the women figure skaters fall apart? Do you think? <laughs> um, I mean, they just—they seem like we have. I mean, Ashley Wagner. I am not on her bandwagon. She's I, and she's and like she's just I I feel terrible that Mar- Mariah Nagasu didn't get to go. We have Ashley Wagner and like oh she's having a terrible warm up. For God's sake, she's been doing this for years and years. Why do they fall apart? That's it. I never I never really understood that. I was one of the few people that really was against taking Ashley to the Olympics. I would have uh, put Mariah there. Yeah. Um, no question about it. If you can't do it at the biggest time which is, you know, qualifying for the Olympics. They always say it's hardest at the nationals to qualify for the Olympics. It's harder to do that competition than the Olympics. I would have kept her off the team. But uh, then after that as a consolation prize, they sent Mariah to this uh, fairly small competition, and she came in 10th, and she beat a lot of people that weren't that good, or she lost to a lot of people that weren't (laughs) that good. So I'm not exactly sure what is going on. I think... um, I think a lot of the co- uh, a lot of the uh, um, skaters just have a really big, really big problem with uh, mental issues, um, pressure, injuries, and you know it's a very expensive sport. There's a lot of financial things that re- at, um, on the line for it. So okay, so behind the scenes, there's a lot going on that we Absolutely. we can't know about. All yeah. right, are there any other good stories we should watch for in in women's figure skating? Um, let me think. Not as many um, there as there are with uh, – um, not as many as there with uh, ice dancing. But the one I that's really interesting is Mao Asada. She has uh, had a bit of a rough time. She Between the last Olympics, she lost her mother. She was second at the uh, 2010 Olympics when a lot of people thought she could have won. And going back in the, as far as 2006 – she could have won, but she was too young. So this is kind of her last chance. 
right now. She says she's going to retire after this. She's a Japanese skater. Mm -hmm. And um, she's really not skating very well at all. Oh, I um, liked her. I, I thought she yeah. did a great job in 2010. And didn't she have to apologize to her nation for not winning the gold medal and everything? Yeah, skating's a huge, huge sport there. So, I mean, there's a lot of pressure on her. The interesting thing about her is she does the hardest jump currently being competed by a woman. It's called a triple axel. Most people do double axles. And the way the rules are set up, if you land a jump, you know, it may look good to everybody, me, you, everything. They have a uh, uh, bunch of judges that do these uh, analysis of the jump, and they will actually devalue the jump from a triple axle to a double axle if you're even a quarter of a turn short. And that happens to her quite a bit. So when she's on, she's really on. When she's not, she, you know, she could actually finish off the podium for this. So, oh, all right. Well, we'll keep our situation. keep our fingers crossed for her because I do like her. All right, let's talk about the drama in ice dancing. I'm not usually a big ice dancing fan. It's just too um, histrionic for me. I don't. Know. <laughs> it's all those Russians and their long hair and those costumes they used to wear. I don't know. It's just right. a exactly. lot. But I have to say the battle between the Canadians and the Americans, that's very appealing. And the Russians have a new ice dance team that's kind of young and fresh. So what's the inside scoop on ice dancing? Any scandals going on there? Well, right now, the big scoop is that a Canadian journalist said that uh, the United States uh, judges have conspired with the Russian judges to make sure that the United States ice dancing pair wins. Excellent. Exchange, okay. Yeah. <laughs> for having Russia win the team competition. Oh. So, so it's it's very interesting. It's it's an unusual. Uh, I mean, I do believe that politics. Obviously, politics goes on, and we knew that with uh, the Salt Lake City Olympics, right. all the scandals and everything. But what's interesting is that um, Russia clearly needs no help to win the team gold. Right. Right. They really don't. Um, and, uh, you know, the United States, um, ice dance team is good enough that they should be able to win, although anything can happen, but, uh, things seem to be going their way. I wouldn't be surprised if there was some other, you know, scandal involving the men's competition, maybe to keep Plashenko up. I don't know. Okay. He, so let's yeah, talk about, Monica, do you have a question? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about Plachenko. I've never been his biggest fan, but now that he's like the old guy, he's like the Jimmy Connors of skating. So right, he's exactly. sort of, he's like Jimmy Connors at the U.S. Open, you know, he's like half, half dead. And yet he'd show up at the U.S. Open and, and almost win. <laughs> and, so, and, and they are in Russia. So. <laughs> yeah. So do you think he could actually win the men's competition? Uh, no. Okay. No, I really don't. Okay. You know, it's interesting though. I, was kind of wishing that he'd go away. And actually I saw him at his nationals and he skated horrible. I think he was in third place and yet they had one spot for one male figure skater and he got it. Okay. Um, oh, I, I think, didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, was, I read, I heard that the other night when right. after, after he did a short program. Right. It was a big deal. Um, you know, and I thought he'd never pull it together. I don't know how he pulled out the performances he's been doing because he's actually looking pretty good. Um, I think he could possibly finish on the podium, possibly. Um, but I don't think he's going to win it. Um, there's a skater from Japan um, 
Pagno is his name. He's fantastic. I think oh, he's yeah. The, I saw him the in the um, team sports. He was right. great. He had, he had the light blue shirt on. Yeah, mm-hmm. he all of his jumps look so effortless, and he there's more than just jumps. There's like skating skills and everything like that. All kinds of um, footwork and everything. And he seems to be the complete package. He's my choice and my pick to win. So we'll see. And what's this thing called? Chanflan, chanflation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> tell me about that. What's the skip <laughs> there? Cause that a, sounds like a good term we could throw around at the office to right. just let people know we're really in the know. Like, really, are you familiar with chanflation? <laughs> It is a big, big, big scandal. Patrick Chan is a skater um, from Canada that has won the world championships. He's won pretty much every competition he's been in recently. But he ends up falling sometimes three, four times in a competition. He's falling all over the place, and he still gets these scores. They say that his presentation is so good, his artistry is so good, his skating skills are so good, which they are, but you can't win a competition falling three or four times. And, you know, he's never really, when he's on, he's unbeatable. But the sad thing is, is sometimes he'll win with three falls, you know, and everybody else looks pretty good. And so it's a big deal. They call it chanflation and everybody (laughs) worldwide seems to be pretty upset about it. So worldwide, it's a worldwide scandal. It is. It really is. People are complaining about this. I actually read about this on uh, a figure skating board out of, Someplace else, they started calling that thing, calling the term chanflation. So it's a big deal. Okay, that's okay. We're going to keep our eye open for that. And last question, Mark. The, um, there are a lot of people that in skaters that seem to be skating for other countries. Is sure. that a new phenomenon, or has that always been around? Or you know, how does that work? I mean, because some of them seem kind of sketchy. Right. Exactly. Well, back in uh, 1976 Olympics, there was a skater from Canada, or no, from California that could not make she was probably not going to make the national team so she ended up competing for Holland okay well she became so good that she ended up uh coming in second at the Olympics but now we have these two skaters that they uh were born in the United States they're competing for Japan the father's apparently Japanese which Mm -hmm. that's fine well their sister wanted to become a skater so she's you know has United States citizenship she has uh, Japanese citizenship. Well, the last Olympics, she competed for Georgia. She got a um, passport for Georgia. Really? Well, yes. And apparently, I didn't know you could do that. But anyway, yeah. this time, now she's competing for Israel. So. Oh. oh. Okay. But, so Monica and I still have a chance then, Mark, is what you're saying. Absolutely. <laughs> Team Vatican. We just have to keep moving around. Exactly. Exactly. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm convinced that the power of figure skating is just, uh, more than any national thing. There's a skater from, uh, the United States. She was competing for Georgia. Her name is, uh, Isabel Tobias. Uh She tried to get citizenship with, uh, Lithuania and you have to pass an English test or uh, a language test. She passed that it went in front of the president, and he said, no, you're not getting the citizenship. Well, then, next thing you know, there's an online petition to get her citizenship. And they got it in December of 2013. So now she's at the Olympics competing for Lithuania. So somewhere out there, there's a there's a country that 
I don't know, maybe Leon and I could compete in the Olympics for, I don't know. As pairs, you just have to find yeah. a, a small country with no skaters. Yeah. yeah, something that's really, really warm. So Andorra. Costa Rica. Yeah. Costa Rica. Good lead. Okay, Mark, let's let's work on it. Let's start with just putting wax paper on our shoes and yeah, skating around the carpet. And I got to learn how to skate, too. So. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, well, skate back. Well, Leon, maybe you could do all the backward skating. Yeah, I can skate backwards. Forward yeah. skate. And there I can go. do that crossover. And at one point, I could do a Lutz. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like 25 years ago, I could do a Lutz. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mark, thank you so much for joining us. Excellent insights. Pleasure. Uh, we're going to throw around the term chanflation. We'll be in the know. The Satellite Sisterhood, always in the know on figure skating. I know there's a lot of Olympics to watch today. So rest up. Hydrate, guys. All right, Monica? All right. <laughs> Hydrate. Mark, keep drinking. Hydrate. Yep. And yep. Uh, get ready for... Um, like a hundred more hours of figure skating on NBC. Um, Mark, did you see Johnny Weir's necklace today? Yes, that was kind of state of the art. It was. <laughs> there you go. It's the best. It's the best. Good marks for that. Yes. Hey, so. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. We'll be back on the Tuesday show, but keep checking the blog every day for random thoughts on Sochi. And please join us on Facebook. And don't forget, call your satellite sister. Mm-hmm.